We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, what's going on? Ryan Roberts, Director of Recruiting here at IrishBreakdowns.com, joined by Sean Davis, Recruiting Analyst here at IrishBreakdowns.com. He with you on a Friday, which means that we have some weekend predictions for the college football games. Of course, we're going to hit off with the Notre Dame game as they travel to Syracuse for noon kickoff tomorrow against the number 16 team in the country. Myself and Brian Driscoll will both be on 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 the scene in Syracuse, New York. My first time, Sean, actually. I, I think I've been to Syracuse before, but this is my first time in yeah. what was formerly known as the Carrier Dome, taking in the great sights there. Should be yeah. a very interesting football game as we've kind of recapped everything all week. So not the most exciting week in college football. We have for you some really fun football games, though. We'll be kind of hitting on a few of the a few of the ones that we want to hit on today. We're going to touch on, of course, Archers in the chat already asking about the Ohio State-Penn State game. So we're going to hit on that one. Number two, Ohio State at number 13, Penn State. Also yeah. going to touch base a little on number nine, Oklahoma State at number 22, Kansas State. Florida at Georgia, number one team in the country. Number 17, Illinois, uh, the fighting Illini of Illinois, Sean, taking on Nebraska, traveling to Nebraska. Michigan State's also going to be traveling in their state to go against the University of Michigan in what is the number four team in the country and a huge point spread that we're going to talk about in that game. If we have time, we're also going to hit on number four, USC, traveling to Arizona, as well as Pitt at North Carolina. And we had some upset picks this week that you can find at irishbreakdown.com. So lots to cover here today, Sean. I know, of course, we want to start with the Notre Dame game, which there's been... A lot of great conversation this week, I think, you know, especially on this site. And I know that you guys have been having great, some great conversation on your podcast as well, just about the matchup, what it means, what's the next step. Because this is a big game, Sean. Like, this is a big step here, right? Because you're going down the stretch, the final five games of the year. You play Syracuse. Then you have Clemson and back-to-back weeks, two top 16 teams in college football. Right now, you have USC down the line, you know, Navy and Boston College in between, which isn't the most daunting task. But this two-game stretch, man, it's going to be a heck of a ride here for the next couple of weeks. It's just seeing how much growth this Notre Dame team has had. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I never dreamed I would talk this much about coffee, especially since I'm not really a coffee drinker. But ever since we first tried trade coffee, my coffee-loving wife is not only hooked, but I've even started to drink coffee. And I've got my mom hooked on it as well. Let me tell you about trade coffee. It's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before because they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country direct to your home on your preferred schedule. Their team of experts do all the work, taste testing hundreds of coffees from across the U.S. every month to curate over 450 exceptional coffees that make the cut. I've told you about our collection, the rich, sweet flavor of the Big City Roast from Joe Coffee, the full flavor of the Black Velvet from Atomic Coffee Roasters, where you can actually taste the malted milk balls. We love it. And if what I got isn't up your alley, don't worry. Trade will have whatever it is that you want. You can shop their most popular coffees by roast or flavor profile, or you can take the coffee quiz like we did and get expertly matched with the coffees that you'll love. Trade is the easiest way to get your very best tasting coffee delivered fresh when you need it. You've got nothing to lose because Trade guarantees you will love your first bag. If not, they'll work with you to replace it for free. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping at drinktrade.com irish. That's drinktrade.com irish for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the world. Give it a shot. This is, you know, to borrow the words of Mike Tom- Tomlin, the standard is the standard. Mm-hmm. And Marcus Freeman in this program have an opportunity to set the standard of what the Marcus Freeman era is going to look like at Notre Dame. Even with the disappointing start to this season, um, I think most would say disappointing losses at home. All of that can be eradicated in the next two weeks. No, we won't forget about Marshall. We won't forget about, about Stanford. But you know what we did? We won two big games. We beat Syracuse. We beat Clemson. And if mm-hmm. Notre Dame can do that moving forward, it goes a long way to kind of alleviating, you know, the disappointment to the totality of what this season is probably going to end up being. So I, I agree totally with you. It's a big game, not just for Notre Dame, but it's a big game for Syracuse as well. No, it's massive, man, because, I mean, they're coming off of a what was a – sorry, I didn't mean to pull that up. What was a 
tough loss to Clemson where they were winning for the majority of that football game, and then they end up with a six-point loss. Sean, I agree. It's it's just a because Syracuse came into the year. I mean, we talked about it, right? Dino Babers is, you know, is this the last year? Is he going to get fired midseason if they're not playing well? Absolutely, Obviously, yeah. he turned it around. Their team has turned it around. So hats off to Syracuse. I think it should be a really good football game, which we're going to break down, obviously, and, and kind of get into some of what we think are going to be the separating factors. Like that's the thing yeah. that I always talk about is, especially because I think when you match up Notre Dame and Syracuse, it's a really interesting conversation, Sean, because I think that these teams kind of match up decently with one another you know like there's some things that Notre Dame does well that Syracuse also does pretty well to defend it and it kind of vice versa so this should be a very interesting matchup that we're going to see on Saturday and I mean I'll say this right if we're talking about the long-term impact here this season you know you have three losses right at this point even if Notre Dame runs the table goes nine and three and maybe gets a bowl game victory this season is still in a vacuum thought of as a failure if we're being completely honest right but yeah. the thing that we have an opportunity to right now is that not only do you play the number 16 team in the country this week, next week you're going to play against Clemson, who's now ranked, who's currently ranked number five team in the country. So you're going to go into there because they have a bye week. They're, you're going to be facing a top five team next week. And then USC right now, even after their loss, is the number 10 team in the country. So Notre yeah. Dame, what's been, what's been a big crux on their on their back for a little bit here, right? The, the monkey on the back is that they can't beat the top ten, top five teams consistently. They just can't yeah. do it. Yeah. So if, even even with a disappointing year, if Marcus Freeman's able to play well down the stretch, if his team is able to play well down the stretch, and maybe they get a one or two big victories, yeah. then you can start saying, okay, a stepping stone, right? Next year, that's the year that it really takes off because. I mean, disappointment for sure during the early portion of the game, but there is some validity to how they finish this season. It's huge for this program, for Marcus Freeman, for the players. So let's get into this game, Sean. Like I said, Notre Dame will be traveling to Syracuse, New York, facing off against the number 16 team in the country, coming off of their only loss of the season to Clemson last last week by six. Notre Dame comes to the game with a 4-3 and three record, coming off of a 44-21 to 21 victory over UNLV, which we have been very vocal on, was not an impressive victory. So heading into this game, Sean, want to just kind of put it out in the universe before we talk you know, more about our game predictions, because if you want to go check, on, uh, check out irishbreakdown.com, we do have the game predictions up for this game. Just wanted to roll through, since Brian's not with us today, and a few of the other uh, valuable members of our site, some of the predictions that they had. Brian had Notre Dame coming out on top 27-16 in his prediction this week. Vince Dario, who is the football analyst. Brian Driscoll is the publisher at IrishBreakdown.com, by the way. Vince Dario, who is the football analyst. You can catch him most weeknights as well as the Upon Further Review podcast that comes out on Sundays typically. He has Notre Dame winning, Sean, 37-23. Wow, Vince is a little bit of a higher, higher score for Notre Dame, which is pretty interesting. Points, huh? Yeah, man, 37 points. Hey, I hope Vince is right for that one. Andrew McDonough, who is an IB contributor, he had Notre Dame uh, finishing the victory this week, 23-17. to So all the contributors outside of ourselves, Sean, had wins for this week. So I'm going to start with you. Yeah. I guess first and foremost, what do you think are the, the keys to this football game? How do you see this one playing out? And what is the score prediction for you in this Notre Dame versus Syracuse matchup? My prediction was 24 to 20, Notre Dame over Syracuse. And I think who breaks the trend? 
who is able to break the trend? The trend for Syracuse is that they are undisciplined. They average 10 penalties per game, 73 yards of penalty yards. Matchup like this, can't afford to do that. Because Notre Dame's offense struggles. And if you give them more opportunities to get things right, it come, could come back to bite you, right? We saw it last week with Clemson. There are a couple of big plays for Syracuse offensively that got called back because of big penalties. Those are killers to drives in big games, and they extend drives for the other team and give them greater opportunity. You don't want to do that in a big game like this. Notre Dame struggling offensively in the red zone and struggling to stop offenses in the red zone. 130th in the nation and touchdown percentage in the red zone. Can they break the trend against Syracuse? Can they get touchdowns in the red zone as an offense, hold Syracuse to field goals? That's going to be the big thing that I'm watching. Which team in this environment is going to be able to break the trend and outperform the or overcome the norm that they put on the field to this season and put forth a better performance? That's what I'm looking for because those are the two key things I'll be watching. If, if Syracuse is sloppy from a penalty standpoint, they're not going to win this game. Yeah. It's just not. Well, Sean, it's a great way to put it because I've been talking all week with Brian about this Syracuse team is so interesting because they don't – look, they – so this is how I see this team, right? I think that they have a really good rushing attack. They have a dynamic running back. They have mm-hmm. a – dual-threat quarterback in Garrett Schrader, who is a very talented runner, and he's been a much more efficient passer this year. They have a Rodde Gatson in the second, which is, if, you remember, if you're a Miami Dolphins supporter or you just follow the NFL closely, his dad was a heck of a wide receiver you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s for the Miami Dolphins, who, and his son is a 6'5", 216-pound, kind of big slot hybrid type of, type of player. And then, so offensively, though, they're not – fantastic right like offensively they are efficient and they are like they just kind of lull you to sleep a little bit right like not a ton of big plays but they run the ball well they don't really shoot themselves in the foot they don't turn the ball over too much they don't lose a ton of yardage you know negative plays in the in the run game that kind of stuff right defensively this defense on paper sean is a stalwart defense i mean it is a fantastic defense rush defense has been very good pass defense is one of the best in college football this year, only letting up 170 something yards a game. You have mm-hmm. Garrett Williams, who's going to be an NFLer. You have a couple of good safeties in Jihad Carter and Elijah Clark. You also have Deuce Chestnut on the other side, which is a it's just a New Jersey guy, so you know he's a baller as well. So their secondary is very, very good, man. And th- this one for me, Sean, is to your point. I think this is a which team or let me phrase can Notre Dame make Syracuse something that they are or haven't been up until this point, right? Because the only team that really ran the football on them well was Clemson last week. And Clemson, it wasn't like from start to finish they ran the ball really well, but they kept chipping away at it. And then late in the game, they took advantage. And I think they ran, ended up with like 280 yards rushing on the day. Clemson, which was easily the most that's been had on that Syracuse defense. So, my biggest question, Mark, Sean, and I want to hear how realistic you think this is because you have them winning, so obviously you think Notre Dame's going to have some success here. But how likely do you think that Notre Dame's offense is uh, has the ability to to take this challenge and run with it? Because, again, on paper, 
Syracuse's defense is much higher, but as uh, much much better in this matchup versus the Notre Dame offense. But I think that you can argue some of those numbers might be a little misleading because you know how many great offenses has Syracuse really played up until this point? They just had their worst outing, obviously, against Clemson, who once DJ Uyunglele was sat for Kate Klubnik, they started settling down, especially at that point. So, how likely do you think it is that Notre Dame has? I don't want to call it a coming out party, but I guess Matt, you know, match the match match the challenge and be able to come out on top. For me, the challenge is not look. I think we've said it before. The rest of this season will be about Notre Dame, right? And whether or not they're able to step up to their own expectations, right? Not meeting the challenge of the opponent, but just stepping up to their own expectation and playing the way Marcus Freeman said it. He said, look, if we play well, we can beat anybody in the country. He said that earlier this week. I think the only thing I would have added is if they coach well and play well, they can beat any team in the country because that's been a dynamic that has not been in sync a lot of times this season, like playing well and coaching well simultaneously, in my opinion. So with all of that being said, the greatest temptation for Tommy Reese, and it goes back to what you said about their past defense, the numbers tell you don't pass, but the film might tell you you're able to pass. If you go watch the Purdue game and see what Charlie Jones was able to do against their man-to-man, 11 for 188, one touchdown, right? You say to yourself, oh, man, we can make some hay. They're going to be man-to-man on the outside all day, right? Consistently, they've struggled to defend the tight end all year, right? You go look at the Purdue game and look at what Durham was able to do. Eight for 98, two touchdowns. You say to yourself as a coordinator, hey, we should be able to do some things in the passing game against these guys, right? I see it. I see Mm -hmm. it. Run the ball. (laughs) Allow your big guys to dictate to Syracuse how the game is going to go instead of allowing the movement of Syracuse to dictate to you. That's going to be the challenge. Uh, for Tommy Reese, in my opinion. And it'll probably be the challenge to Al Golden as well. Mm-hmm. What adjustments are made? If they start using Schrader more in the run game, you know, because Tucker might not be 100%. What's our adjustment? Because we want to shut down Tucker. If they start hitting us with for some plays with the quarterback, keeps and, you know, playing runs for the quarterback, now what do we do? Do we bring somebody down? Do we... That's going to be the chess game that the coordinators are going to have to play with one another. But I think the greater temptation is going to fall on Tommy Reese, man, and just not getting outside of himself and knowing who they are and what they need to do to win this game. Because like I said, that 3-3-5 is very tempting because you look to the perimeter and say, okay, we can make some plays. We can throw some quick screens. We can do this. We can do that. And you can get away from what's going to be the meat and potatoes of a victory for you from a schematic standpoint. So, it's going to be really, really fun to watch. The early start doesn't help. I know everybody's like, oh, man, I got to get up. So make sure you don't party too hard tonight. But it's going to be fun to watch. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Now, it, it really is, man. And, and Sean, it's a great point because it will appear as if, hey, man, we got to get to the edge. And I agree that yeah. there's going to be a run game diversity that needs to happen, right? Like, this can't just be duo all day and just hitting the A-gaps, right? Like, let's get a little outside zone mixed in. Let's get inside zone. We got to be able to – Notre Dame has to be more diverse as a running team. There will be opportunities to make some plays outside, but the key here is, is this why Syracuse does this, is they are very confident in their secondary. Like I said, you know, you have Deuce Chestnut, you have Garrett Williams, who for my money is one of the best defensive backs in all of college football. You have two good safeties. You also have Justin Barron, who plays the rover position in their defense. Like, they're very confident what they have on the back, which is why they want to just really clog everything up in the middle. There's going to be a lot of one-on-one matchups outside, which is going to be interesting, but I agree with you. And I think that we need to, you know, kind of reiterate this again, man. This is a game where, because Syracuse has good numbers against the rush. But again, last week you saw Clemson wear down on this team with 280 plus yards. Yeah. And on paper, I mean, I, I'll, I'll put it like this. Michael Jones is a fantastic linebacker for them. Really good football player. The uh, the other kid um, whose name's escaping me, the bigger linebacker, number two, whose name will pop into my head. In a, uh, Marlo Wax. See, it always pops in eventually, man. Marlo Wax, who is a really good linebacker as well, they're good on the second level. But even though they're good on the second level, they are a little bit undersized. And then your three-man front that we've talked so much about is yeah. nose guard, 5'11", 266 pounds. One defensive end is 6'4", 268. And then your other defensive end, Steve Litton, is 6'5", 219 pounds, Sean. So their biggest guy up front is 268 pounds. And when I start thinking about Blake Fisher at 6'6", uh, 330 pounds right about, when you start, think, when you start thinking about Joe Ald at 6'7", 317 pounds, when you think about Josh Lugg at 319 pounds, when you think about Jared Patterson at 308, Zeke Carell at 308, I think Notre Dame has a chance to wear down on this team. And that Absolutely. is the – that's the key in this football game, man, is mm-hmm. I want Notre Dame to be more diverse, but I don't want them to be cute, right? Like right. cute, there's a difference between diversity and being creative and being cute. Yeah. Cute is running the ball on second and uh, – or trying to run some type of jet on second and ten. Like that's cute, right? Being diverse is, hey, we just run, ran a couple outside zones in a row. Now let's give a jet sweep across, get the eyes moving, and then we'll hit him with a counter to, ba- to the backside. Like that's yeah. diversity that I'm looking for in this football game. If it happens, and I hope it does happen, and I'm banking on it to, to happen, Sean, because I have this game as a 31-23 to 23 game in the final. So I'm not as quite as high on as Vince as, as far as the 37 that he had predicting, 
But I think that they could get into the 30s. And I think it could happen because I think that Notre Dame can and has shown the ability to wear down on some teams. And if all I need from Drew Pine is Drew Pine needs to be a consistent, efficient passer and work off of the run game. I need to see more RPOs, hopefully. I need to see some play action. If that stuff happens, man, Notre Dame has the talent to come out of this game in a victor. That's that's ha- that's what could happen here. But I agree. Usually I'm like, hey, man, come out first series. Let's throw the ball in first down. Let's try to create an explosive play. That's not what I'm thinking this game, man. I'm thinking early on you come out and you run the football. And then when there's explosive plays that can happen, you take advantage of it. Because I really do think Notre Dame can wear down on this team if they come, out and come about it the right way. And I think that they can create some explosive plays. Because at the end of the day, Sean, and we talked about it yesterday, Garrett Williams is phenomenal. He is a tremendous football player. But even with how good he is, you still have to take a one-on-one opportunity with a Lorenzo Styles or a Tobias Merriweather or Jaden Thomas, whoever it is, and they have to win that matchup because the matchups, one-on-one opportunities will be there. Michael Mayer, throw him into the boundary. Let's do it, man. This is the game that you get things turned around. If Notre Dame comes out this game, and this is the last thing I want to talk about with Notre Dame, then we're going to move on to some of these other games, Sean. I talked about this a ton yesterday. If Notre Dame comes into this game in the Carrier Dome, whatever it's called now, I, I don't care what it's called. Now. Whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care what it's called now. If they go to Syracuse, New York, in the indoor facility where it's going to be rocking, it's going to be loud against the number 16 team in the country, and they come out flat, then I'm not sure, man. I'm just not sure about this team. I'm not sure about this coaching staff. I, I wouldn't say confidence because confidence isn't the right way to put it. But I have a feeling that Notre Dame is going to come out juiced for this football game because they need to. Like, this is make or break it at this point, man. This two-game stretch is going to show what the growth has happened in on this football team. And if you come out flat, I don't know, man. I'm just not sure. So, I, yeah, I don't know about you, Sean. Like, I'm excited to see the, the, the atmosphere around this football game. Yeah, you, you talk about it, right? The atmosphere. Who handles the atmosphere better? Early on, it's going to be key. Can Notre Dame shut everything down, shut the fans up, and make Syracuse play ground and pound football? We talked to Oscar McBride. What did he say? I don't care how you move, how you move around the 335. If I pin and pull, you got to run into me at some point. At some point, you got to run into me. And hopefully Tommy Reese understands that. I fully expect Syracuse to make some plays defensively early in the game. Of course they will. They're going to come out playing with their hair on fire. They're going to move around. They're going to come off the edge. That's where they were successful with Clemson, getting to the quarterback, coming off the edge. Why? Because they're not big in the first, like you said, that front three. They're not. I'll say this, though. The nose guard, boy, he knows how to use leverage. That, That little sucker, he's tough. He is a tough son of a gun. So you're going to have to stick to your guns. You're going to have to wear this defense down. Syracuse is going to do a fantastic job. They're going to make some plays. Tommy Reese cannot go to his instincts as a play caller of, uh uh-oh, we're only getting minimal production out of the run game. All right, I need to go. I got to go to the passing game. I got to drop, go to straight drop back tomorrow with Drew. No, you don't. No, no. Why do please do not put Drew in that position in this environment early? Don't do it. Don't do it. And Sean, here's my plea to Tommy Reese. This is my plea. 
Okay. Do not, do not lose all your confidence in Audrick Estime. You need to see him early in this football game, man. You sat, you sat him for the rest of UNLV game. Come back now and say, Audric, you had a rough game. We had to sit you because the fumbles are, are unacceptable. But yeah. now here's where your redemption starts, right? We're going to give you opportunity for redemption. This is where it begins. That's what I need to see. That's what I need Absolutely. to see. Totally agree. So, so that's our predictions for the Syracuse game. Again, Sean, you had what, – what did you say? You said 24 to 20? 24 to 20. 24 to 20? I have – I had the game – 31 to 23. So both uh, the whole staff sees this as a Notre Dame victory. Let's hope because it will be a long ride home for me from Syracuse, New York, if uh, <laughs> if they do not win this football game. So luckily, my dad is driving up with me and back. So at least uh, at least I'll have some company in my despair if that happens. But it's not going to happen. Notre Dame is going to win this football game. Guarantee it. I'm not going to guarantee anything, but we'll see. 